You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Nation, hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited because the Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys were victorious on Sunday afternoon at AT&T Stadium against the Detroit Lions. Before we move any further, a reminder that our postgame show is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel your Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein. Biltong, 32 grams. And each meat stick has eight grams of protein if it's good enough for the five and two dallas cowboys it has to be good enough for you too righteous felon uses locally sourced all natural black angus beef and prides itself on superior quality revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering there are three examples here for you we've got darth garlic we've got the og hickory which is the stick i have and of course my favorite nelson mandela go to righteousfelon.com and use discount code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off your order that is btb15 for 15 percent off your order righteous felon craft jerky it is delicious and right now we all need a victory meal because the dallas cowboys are five and two after an important win against the detroit lions and look i feel like I'm going to have to be a little bit therapeutic for a lot of people here today, at least based on what I have seen uh, so far uh, from Twitter.com. Now, by the way, we do have a poll question up on YouTube. If you are watching us live, if you are catching the rewatch or listening to the podcast, obviously you can't participate along. It's only a part of the live function, but we are asking for your opinions on who our righteous felon MVP of the game is going to be. Ezekiel Elliott, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and Sam Williams, your four options. Paul, thank you for the super chat. By the way, your comments drive the show. I will move whatever direction you take me. Thank you, Paul. Says, how about them, Cowboys? Slow, sluggish, but overall what I expected game plan-wise. Just a little too fancy here and there, but they did stick to the run. Kudos. Now, here's the thing. I'm totally with Paul. I think that there are a lot of Cowboys fans that are in their feelings about this game that feel like the Cowboys should have won 100 and nothing. Uh, for what it's worth, good teams win, great teams cover. The Cowboys did win, did cover. Um, now, I understand that it was frustrating in a lot of senses. I understand the offense wasn't up to snuff uh, the way a lot of people expect. If we look at the box score, which isn't truly or totally or ever completely indicative of what happened. By the way, I will keep you updated on what is happening around the NFL uh, as we roll through our live postgame show here. The Green Bay Packers narrowing the margin thanks to, I think, an Aaron Jones touchdown, 20-23 uh, to 23 Washington with the final score pending there. Um, I think we're rooting for Washington to win. I know that we obviously don't want 
you know, the commanders to have success, but I am much more fearful of the Packers um, down the road. It was Aaron Jones and I am the commander. So hopefully Washington finds a way to hang on uh, 21 first downs for Dallas to Detroit's 18, 10 of them through the air, eight off of, uh, you know, runs and uh, three from penalties. So, hey, that kind of stuff happens. Um, Cowboys ran 59 plays to Detroit's 56, 330 total yards for the Cowboys, which I think feels like a lot more than there were. Uh, both teams had 5.6 yards per play. Um, not the biggest passing day for the Cowboys. We'll, of course, get into Dak Prescott. For what it's worth, the Cowboys three of four in the red zone as far as conversions are concerned. Only seven penalties, only one turnover, the Noah Brown fumble, which happened in the red zone, by the way. The Cowboys did sack Jared Goff five times and allowed two sacks on Dak Prescott. 7.1 yards per pass uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. And while we're at it, Dak Prescott in his first game back, his first full, first complete game of the season, Dak finished 19 of 25 for 207 yards and had the touchdown at the very end to Peyton Hendershot. Doxon7 um, says, hope the Giants lose. Again, we'll keep you updated. They are finishing their game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jets and Broncos have kicked off. At present time, the Giants up 20-17 to 17 over the Jaguars with three minutes and change remaining. Clayton Lockhart, by the way, says, what's up, RJ? I just smashed that like button. Go Cowboys. Everybody should. The Giants do have the ball now across midfield, so it looks like they're going to be able to put this one away, keep themselves just a little bit of ways in front of the Cowboys in the NFC East. F. Kit Crutch says, only one touchdown against the Lions, LOL. And I think this kind of encapsulates how a lot of people feel about this game. A lot of people really upset. A lot of people down on the Cowboys. A lot of people look, and I understand that I feel like I think that I can have a bit of a negative spin on things because I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to be as critical as, as maybe necessary. I think people have gone a little bit too far with this. I think that if you expected anything, if you expected the greatest show on turf, if you expected 50 points a game offensively, um, if you expected, you know, Dak Prescott to throw for five touchdowns, I don't think you were being fair to anybody, let, let alone to Dak. Um, that, that just wasn't going to happen. This was his first. Today is October 23rd. I mean, it is week seven, and it was Dak Prescott's first full and first complete game. Um, David J says it was Dak's first game back. Wow, I'm totally with you, David J. Um, it, it's frustrating that, you know, the offense still took a long time to, to kind of get things going. Um, I mean, the Cowboys scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, and I'm not here to apologize for, for the Cowboys scoring points, and I don't think any of you are. Um, but but that's certainly, you know, you look at this, I think some some NFL fan, I don't know, some Giants fan is going to look and say, wow, the Cowboys won 24-6. to That must not have been that close. This was a much closer game than the, the final score would indicate. Um, but as Caleb says here, it was ugly, but it was a win. I came in expecting a nasty-looking game, and everyone should have been expecting. We all knew this first game back wasn't going to be Prime Dak Prescott agreed. D-Day 2 says, I'll take an 18-point win every week, no problem. Uh, Kevin says, if you expect us to have a high-power offense and if you expect a quarterback that missed six weeks to be sharp, you are nuts. Travis, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It might be Travis. I hope I hope I'm right. Says, I'll take a book out of the Eagles fans playbook and won't apologize for an ugly win. An ugly win that we won by 18. F. Kit Crutch says, well, he's so elite, apparently, so his expectations are huge for me. This is something that FK Crutch, I love you. You are a part of a lot of our shows, and I appreciate you making us a part of your Cowboys fan experience. But this is the ridiculousness that that you know we face as Cowboys fans among our fellow fans. You people act like like it has to be one absolute truth. I believe that Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback, but there is not an elite quarterback out there. I don't care who you're talking about that is elite every single play of every single game. Patrick Mahomes threw a game-losing interception last week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Was that an elite moment? No. Is he an elite quarterback? Obviously. Am I saying that Dak Prescott is akin to Patrick Mahomes? No. Please don't run away with that assumption. But Dak Prescott is – I mean, 
think of the, the, the is this is the final score over here obviously we're getting off the ground here for our postgame show uh, i'm just making certain the the tampa bay buccaneers lost to the carolina panthers today 21 to 3 pj walker are we are we all willing to say that pj walker is a better quarterback than tom brady thank you travis i uh, actually got the comments that tom brady just got blown up by the panthers and he's the goat I mean, this this idea that Dak had to come back and and light the world on fire and, and the fact that he didn't suggest that he's trash is stupid. It's actually ridiculous. You're not being fair to yourself, and we all need to recalibrate our expectations. The Cowboys are doing something here this season, as I wave my uh, righteous felon craft jerky stick in front of you. The Cowboys are winning ugly, and I think that that is something that is being overlooked. And they are, I mean, th- this is a team that, that we all thought, terribly of this team we, we all thought this team was awful and i i know that there are some of you who are gonna say no i didn't think that there was a lot of legitimate objective reason to believe that this team would be very bad this season yet here we sit halloween is next week the world series starts next week and the dallas cowboys are five and two with a game against maybe the worst team in the nfl before their bye week this is a really impressive overall thing Dak's going to get better. The offense is going to get better. We saw that over the course of the second half. There were some whoops-a-daisies and things that kind of took the wind out of their sails. The Noah Brown fumble, obviously, one of those things. Paul, thank you for the super chats. The game plan was designed to try to both protect Dak and ease him in. They did move the ball better than past five weeks, not to take away from Rush. I totally agree with this. If, if I hate to rely on the eye test, and I, and speaking of eyes, I promise I'm looking at you. I always try to look right in the camera here because, you know, I got these beautiful brown eyes, but I'm keeping an eye on this game. The commanders are up 23 to 21, and uh, looks like Taylor, Terry McLaurin just picked up an important first down. Uh, looks like they're going to be able to take that down to the two-minute warning if the Packers don't call a timeout. But, look, you have to understand that it, this was going to take time. And the fact that it's taking time and they're winning in the process is really impressive. I mean, that's that's a really impressive thing. They are figuring this out while winning. I, and I, I, don't, I don't know of anything more impressive that a coach can do. I'm not saying that makes Mike McCarthy the best coach in the NFL. I'm not saying that makes him coach of the year. Presuming the Giants go on to win this game, I think if that award were handed out tomorrow, it probably goes to Brian Dable. I'm fine with that. Samuel's opinions and thoughts. Thank you for gracing us, Sam. Uh, Sanusi, sorry, I it's, it's a, it looked like Sam, really tiny to me. Uh, it says, I will take the win. Dak did not play since week one, so of course there will be rust. All I will say, the D saved the day. Again, I saw Ed Werder tweet out a moment ago that that was the first time this century the Cowboys have generated generated excuse me five turnovers in a single half. Ed Werder, who stirred the pot a little bit before the game with a, a comment. I don't know the full story there, uh, but there was a misinterpretation, it seems, off of something that Ed said. By the way, Larry says I didn't in terms of thinking the Cowboys would be bad. Uh, D-Day 2 says NFL games are usually always close. The bottom line is getting wins. Great D gives us a chance versus anyone. Totally agreed. I mean, let's just kind of rip through the state of the NFL today as far as what it looks like right now in the moment we're doing this show. Cowboys just won 24-6. to The Green Bay Packers are on the verge of falling to 3-4 and four, uh, with a loss to the Washington Commanders. The mighty Green Bay Packers, the, the mighty Matt LaFleur, the mighty Aaron Rodgers. It can happen to anybody. Uh, we'll see what happens, obviously, this afternoon. But so far, the games are already over. The Cincinnati Bengals now back. They're 4-3, and three, and they look like one of the best teams in the NFL. The Cowboys beat them. That doesn't mean as much as it sounds like, but that is important. The Tennessee Titans, 4-2. and two. The Indianapolis Colts falling, although they're big frauds. The Buccaneers, I think, is the best example. They're now 3-4. and four. You think the Bucs wouldn't love to trade situations with the Cowboys right now? The Baltimore Ravens finally got off the schneid, finally stopped giving away a game in the fourth quarter, 4-3 and three now, thanks to their win against the Cleveland Browns just a moment ago. Life is really good if you're the Dallas Cowboys, and you should not apologize for anything. Calvin, by the way, says the Giants really won. I have not seen that final 
yet. Um, it looks like Washington is now the Packers are starting to burn their timeouts. It looks like Washington might be a first down away from a big time win. That's the thing here. F. Kit Crutch says, don't get me wrong. I'm happy with a win, but my expectations are big. F. Kit Crutch, fine. Your expectations are big. Let's live in that world. I would like anybody to answer here. Um, thank you, uh, Calvin. The Giants have the ball. The Jaguars, Jaguars are down by three, have no timeouts. Looks like the Giants are handing the ball off. Saquon Barkley on third and 10 is going to stay in bounds. Um, looks like the Giants are going to take that down to about 20 seconds left and kick a field goal to go up by six, assuming that that all works. But FK Crutch, to get back to this question, or to get back to your point, your expectations are big. Anybody who's with us live, obviously, if you're here after the fact, um, you're tardy. Who are the what NFC teams are better than the Cowboys? Like, like who who's standing in the way of the Cowboys winning the NFC right now? Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, we're all willing to admit that as much as it it sucks, as much as it is annoying to admit. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants. The Cowboys have already beaten them, and I don't think any of us are really afraid of the Giants. Although they are certainly more for real than I think we're willing to give them credit for when they were initially two and zero when the Cowboys went up there and beat them. Calvin says the 49ers. Uh, I'm I think that's fair based off of last year, but I, I'm very anxious and interested to see them today against Kansas City. Um, Kevin says, my expectations are big. Defense wins championships. I just don't see who who is standing in their way. I mean, this is a – I'm not trying to say like, oh, um, except that, you know, the Cowboys are mediocre and that's fine. It, by the way, the Washington Commanders just converted a first down and have taken down the Green Bay Packers. Can we get an applause in the chat or a, a W, whatever you want? Because I'm not. A, go ahead, Commanders. Win this game. Shout out to the Commanders for taking down the the not-so-mighty Aaron Rodgers and uh, the not-so-mighty Matt LaFleur. Feels good. Feels good. I love this. Let's uh, create some turmoil in the Green Bay organization. I'm loving this. Loving it a lot. Uh, shout out to you, Taylor Heineke. Shout out to uh, the Green Bay Packers. Thank you, Protect the Sun One, for uh, participating along with the claps. Tyler says five and two, and we are thir still third in the division. Sad. Why is that sad? I, I don't know why that's sad. Like, why are you bummed? Why are you upset? Like, why why are why are you acting like this is some failure? This is a massive success. I don't know why you guys don't want to be happy why you don't want to enjoy this um this is what the cowboys are doing is evidenced by the fact that the packers are now three and four the bucks are three and four paul thank you for the super chat says woohoo three and four green bay packers the two teams who have dominated this conference over the last two years the green bay packers and the tampa bay buccaneers are both three and four the la rams the reigning nfc champions i don't think any of us are really scared of them the eagles are definitely a problem the giants definitely a bigger issue than we all thought and that we all anticipated but the cowboys to get back to them to get back to our team are winning and are progressing and are putting themselves together as they win that's hard it is impossible to win while you figure stuff out you can't juggle those two things but the cowboys are doing it successfully and by the way it looks like Derek carr might be injured for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, um, man, hope he's all right. Not sure exactly what happened there. But uh, Brian says, we are 5-2 and two with a backup quarterback playing five of those games. We are in a really, really, really good spot. Very much agreed. This was not the best game that Dak Prescott's ever played. I mean, but the Cowboys won, and they're finding themselves. This was inevitable. And if you did not know that, you did not pay proper attention. Dak was never going to come back and light the world on fire. And anyone who makes fun of him or who thinks he's trash or who thinks Cooper Rush should start because that did not happen is not being fair to the process, is not being fair to reality. Um, let's see. Uh, Hemku says, Arjun, do you think we would have been in a better place if they had made a push for Christian McCaffrey? Hemku, 
No, I do not think that. In fact, as we uh, pivot off of that into our stock ups for the day, we start with Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott with a two-touchdown performance for the Dallas Cowboys against the Detroit Lions. Zeke finished with 15 carries, 57 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, two touchdowns, had a long run of 18 yards. I thought Zeke was a a warrior today. Zeke was fantastic. Zeke was kind of classic Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Obviously, there was the scary moment where it looked like he was beat up. Um, I cannot remember a time that Zeke Elliott needed to be tended to on the turf. And so that was definitely uh, very, very, very nerve wracking. Kevin says both backs are running well. I agree, which is why another one of our stock ups is Tony Pollard. By the way, I write about this subject every week at bloggingtheboys.com. I also do some stuff on Instagram as well. Tony Pollard finished 12 carries, 83 yards, averaged 6.9 yards per carry. Yes, the obligatory nice um just a great day. Great day on the ground for the Cowboys. Great day. This was the, kind of the perfect uh, way to ease Dak Prescott in. They didn't put a lot on Dak's play. He only threw it 25 times. I know that sounds like a lot. I know some over-unders had it set at 33 and a half. That was never going to happen in his first game back. Um, so, yeah, Caleb says another week of having flashes of prime Zeke. It's so fun to watch those runs like that. We had a Zeke hurdle in this game. We had a Zeke hurdle. It really did feel nostalgic in that sense. Uh, Protect the Sun one says, to be clear, Dak is better than Rush, but he still sucked, and we've only seen him suck. That's a huge concern. They better keep running it. Why did he suck? This is, again, a gross misinterpretation. Did he throw into triple coverage twice in the first half? Yes. Did he get away with some would-be interceptions? Sure. Did he suck? No, I don't think he sucks. Like, again, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be he was on God mode, X Games mode, or he was pure and total unadulterated trash. No, he was fine. He was a average quarterback today. Oh, but he gets paid $40 million. I know. I mean, again, like, I, I you, you need to let go of these expectations. If you're going to keep chasing your tail on this subject, you are never going to reach bliss or satisfaction or joy or even sanity. I mean, this is not a, a fair calibration or a fair expectation to have of any player. And you know what? You're going to do the same thing to Micah Parsons. When Micah Parsons gets paid, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to say, where are all the sacks? What happened? Micah sucks now. You're going to do the same exact thing to him. Be grateful for what happened here uh, with Dak Prescott. It wasn't the best performance by any means, but it was a rust-knocking-off performance. Brian, I agree with this. Says Thank you for the super chat, Brian. Says Dak was pushing too hard in the first half, forcing stuff and got lucky with no interceptions, settled down the second half and looked much better. Very well said. Perry, thank you for the super chat. Says clearly Kellen knows Zeke can get a yard when he needs it. Why does he refuse to run him straight up on third and one? Just pretend you're on the one-yard line. Perry, I don't know why. In fact, I don't have a lot of stock downs today, but one of them is Kellen Moore. Dude, what are you doing? Why, why do you always have to make this as complicated as possible? I mean, if I walked away feeling badly about somebody on this team, it's Kellen Moore. And I think we've all felt that way uh, for a little while. Doxon 7 notes the pitch out to Tony Pollard. Again, like, this is simple, right? And I'm not saying, like, oh, just run him up the middle. Like, it's you know, I'm not trying to pretend that I could be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. But this isn't as hard as Kellen Moore's making it out to be. Late in the game, Cowboys get the ball back and just go put it away. Tries this pitch reverse thing. Like, what are you doing, dude? Just hand the ball off. We just sat here and talked about how Zeke Kelly and Tony Pollard are both having successes on the ground. Why? I mean, it's almost like some like Kellen Moore's heading north 
and somebody says, hey, Kellen, time to go east, you know, and he's like, well, you know, I could um, just turn right and head east or I could turn left three times. I could go west and I could turn left and go south and then I could turn left again. I'm still going east, um, you know, so ultimately I got there. No, just chill out. I mean, Kellen, seriously, what are you doing? And I think if anything, the fact that this offense and obviously Cooper Rush is limited from a, a functionality and a capability standpoint relative to Dak Prescott. Oh, well, but Dak sucks. I mean, as true as that is, this offense, the common denominator is Kellen. And by the way, if you're going to if you're going to come in here, you're going to come into this chat, you're going to be rude by all means. You can say what you want, you can have your opinion, you can disagree, we can have all that. But if you're going to come in here and be abrasive, you're going to come in here and drop some insults or some language that is not friendly. This is a family-friendly show. You're out. You're blocked, all right? I have issued the first block. I have decreed it. Get out of here, all right? You cannot be rude around here. We're all fans. We all have opinions. We can disagree. We can have fun and play with each other, but we don't have to be disrespectful like that. So nobody be rude around here. Those are the rules. That being said, the common denominator here, Kellen Moore. I know Cooper Rush is limited, but Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, his only two games we've seen this season, Kellen Moore. Kellen, Kellen, Kellen is the one common denominator here. Right? If, I, if I can change one thing, it's Kellen Moore. It's very easily that. Um, I'm not saying that like 100% of Kellen is something I want to do away with, but I'm definitely at the place of like, 89%. I'm at Peyton Hendershot percent on Kellen Moore. Larry says, like I keep saying, do not allow Kellen Moore to think, stay in tempo, and call plays from the hip like McVeigh and Andy Reid. Uh, Perry says, call Kellen Wonderboy is in Wonder Why You're Still Here, boy. Kellen is kind of like, um, what is the dude's name in Ted Lasso? The one, the guy who thinks he's the wonder kid who turns evil. Um, what's his name? Um, it's not Steve. Um, I don't remember his name, but somebody will help me out here. Um, it's just, it's really, really frustrating. Paul says, I want to see McCarthy take over play calling. Totally agreed. Hey, Mike, do this Sinatra style, baby. Do it your way. The Green Bay Packers now officially about to lose. Um, it's, you know, and I, I kind of get Mike not doing it, right? Like what's, what's working is working. And, you know, it, it's, it is fair to say, the same argument we just made, right? You got to allow time for the rust to be knocked off, all this stuff. Like in Kellen's mild defense, he has only had his franchise quarterback for two games um, this season. So, you know, kind of, you know, getting used to things. But I mean, we have a large enough sample size that if you're out on Kellen Moore, I'm not going to try to talk you out of that. So um, it is uh, what it is. Now running, the SW says, should be using Turpin in the slot as a wide receiver. Daryl says, yes, if any reverse, it should be Turpin. I agree with you all. In fact, today, by the way, uh, stock up. I'm looking for him here. Uh, where is he? Stock up Cavante Turpin, baby. All right. Cavante Turpin had a 52-yard punt return, and I know he has not housed one. I know, by the way, if you watch um, our all of our videos on our YouTube channel, if you don't, wow, super insulted. But if you do and you watch our Madden simulations, you saw that Cavante Turpin had a Madden uh, return touch or a return touchdown in our Madden simulation against the Detroit Lions this week. As he was bringing that out, I kind of thought, holy crap, the Madden simulation called it. Um, obviously didn't get there, but even though he's not scoring, I believe, believe me, I would much rather Cavante Turpin score than not score. Cavante Turpin is helping the Cowboys in the field position game dramatically. Kudos to the Cowboys. Um, I think we all, you know, I don't think any of us like rolled our eyes when the Cowboys brought him in at camp, but we were all kind of like, Okay, what's this going to be? And kudos to them. It's worked out very, very well for them. But yeah, use him on offense. Paul says, I will take consistently good returns every game. Very, very well said. Um, very, very well said. Let's see here. A, a quote from Peyton Hendershot. By the way, today today is National Tight Ends Day. DallasCowboys.com's Patrick Walker tweeting a um, 
tweeting that he asked Peyton Hendershot if this was the first of many touchdowns to come and that Peyton smiled and said, yes, sir. Um, I do not have Peyton on the stock up list. There are a lot of people, but uh, when I write the article, I will probably do it. In fact, you know what? Give me a second. Let's try to, let's try to do this while we're on live. Uh, it's a little bit difficult. Stock up. Let's get him on here. Peyton Hendershot. How could we not do it? How could, how could I have left him out? Peyton Hendershot deserves a stock up, deserves his flowers, caught the first touchdown of the season from Dak Prescott. Who would have thought? Who who would have thought? I mean, it's um, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy. Uh, the Packers have lost, by the way, the Green Bay Packers. Just a tough scene for those Green Bay Packers. Uh, let's see here. Uh, still waiting on the Giants to end their game. They're the last of the noon games uh, to end. They are up 23 to 17 uh, with 32 seconds left to play. The Jaguars are on their own 40 yard line. They do not have any timeouts. Uh, I believe. But anyway, so we'll keep you updated on that. Um, Doc, uh, and seven says Dalton Schultz wasn't bad. Seriously. It looked kind of scary too, by the way, that, you know, his injury concern, uh, looks like everything's all right. Kevin says, I don't know which tight end was more open on that touchdown. I mean, just a really, uh, really good day, really good day for the Cowboys tight ends. And we kind of knew this, right. That when, when Dalton, excuse me, when Dak Prescott returned, that Dalton Schultz would kind of return with that. Um, I do have Dalton Schultz as a stock up. You could kind of, you know, Jake Ferguson, the only dude who didn't get any love today, uh, in that sense, but he caught the touchdown last week. So, you know, whatever, um, shout out to, uh, to the Cowboys tight ends. Uh, they did a great job. Shout out to Jordan Lewis with the interception. Um, obviously it's tough to talk about him when we don't know anything. CBS is Tracy Wolfson. We all saw him get hurt. I think a lot of people started to assume some things. Uh, Tracy Wolfson noted it as a foot injury. I haven't seen anything yet. Um, just waiting on what happens there. Um, obviously to let you know if, if anything, um, does come, come out obviously while we're on the post game show, but we will keep you updated at bloggingtheboys.com. Obviously, uh, let's see, Paul, thank you for the super chances. I do also enjoy the NFC East mixtape. Shout out to BLG. Thank you, Paul. Uh, we do the mixtape once a week. It is a unique podcast that can be heard on any of the NFC East podcast networks here at SB Nation. Myself, Brandon Lee Godden from uh, Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation's home for Philadelphia Eagles content. They suck. By the way, the Phillies suck. Go Strohs, baby. Let's get that sweep done today. Uh, the Packers have now officially lost, so that's that. Um, last thing here. Um, nope, the Giants haven't won yet. Still waiting on that. Uh, F. Kit Crutch says, will Noah Brown's production go down now? Yeah, um, not the best game for Noah Brown. I think it turned around a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, Noah Brown does have a stock down. Mentioned the Cowboys were three or four uh, in the red zone. Noah Brown had the fumble. Um, it's difficult. You turn the ball over, you're going to make the stock down. That's just those are the rules. Uh, it was a real and look, I don't think the fumbles as far. You're, you're doing a, a front flip, you know, and a, a somersault a cartwheel, whatever it's called. Um, I mean, it's not exactly going to work out for you more often than not. So um, it's tough cookies. But uh, Noah Brown, you'll bounce back. Don't worry about it. Let's see. Let's get to more stock ups and stock downs. Uh, we've gone through stock up Zeke Elliott. We went through Cavante Turpin, Tony Pollard, Jordan Lewis, Dalton Schultz, Peyton Hendershot. Uh, we have a lot more to get to, actually. There were more than 10 this week, um, just because it was kind of that, that sort of game. Sam Williams, have we not gotten there yet? Sam Williams, oh, we have a bot here. I'll get the bot out. Um, let's see, the bot is officially gone. Um, and still waiting, by the way, as Sam Williams' name floats around there. Um, I think, I, I don't, th oh, the Giants are still playing. That's on my red zone. I was looking at the box scores, uh, but now on my television. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. 
That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Zachary Maldonado says, stock up Sam Williams. Seriously, what an amazing game for Sam Williams. Cowboys getting another pass rusher to add to Dan Quinn's platoon. It's um, it's impressive stuff, what Sam Williams is. I, that pick, I think a lot of people, some people had some questions about, right, obviously. Um, I, I think right now the Jalen Tolbert's picks is kind of the only one that, that has yet to pan out this season. Still really early. Obviously, he's got a long career ahead of him. Uh, but, man, I, I don't know how you can be dissatisfied with Tyler Smith and Sam Williams right now. They're both playing at an incredible level. Uh, so shoot out, shout out uh, to them. Protect the Suns. It's super Sam. I like that. Uh, another stock up. I don't think we said it yet. Micah Parsons. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how Micah can impress more uh, at this point. By the way, Christian McCaffrey in the game for the San Francisco 49ers. This is a lot of red, by the way. The Chiefs are wearing, excuse me, the Niners are wearing red jerseys, but the Chiefs are wearing red pants in red helmets. So that's a lot of red, uh, really just kind of impacting my vision. But anyway, uh, defensively, Micah Parsons was incredible. Um, I mean, finished, was credited with a single sack. By the way, the Cowboys had four, five sacks on the day, as mentioned, one from Donovan Wilson, one from Micah Parsons, two from Sam Williams, and one from Dorrance Armstrong. Um, just an incredible, incredible day. <laughs> I mean, like what we're, we're just, just an, another sort of ho-hum day for the Cowboys. F Kit Crutch says Micah is just a permanent stock up at this point. I agree. Like I actually feel kind of silly putting him a stock up anymore because how can you continue to elevate yourself um let's see here um timothy says sam williams uh is a parsons clone let's go agreed uh kevin says the tackle at the one was the best play of the season for micah you know micah had a play and tony romo called it out we'll get to romo in a bit uh where he dropped back in the coverage after initially rushing and helped the cowboys out make a, an important stop i mean micah's you know, we see the sacks and the sacks kind of get all the, 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 you know, sort of sex appeal and attention. But Micah, everything he does um, is really, really impressive. So shout out to him. Uh, stock up for Micah Parsons. The Giants, by the way, uh, still that game's still not over. <laughs> There's 16 seconds left. Um, it's taking uh, a long time uh, to ultimately end. Emily, thank you for the comments. Says, yeah, I was freaking out the first half of things. And Dak finally got his groove back. Defense literally saved him, though. They are monsters. I wouldn't go as far as saving him. Um but um, definitely made things a lot easier. The Jaguars have the ball to get you caught up here. Not trying to do any play-by-play or anything, but on the sev- on the Giants' 17-yard line, Trevor Lawrence going to the end zone and nothing. So the Giants have 17 yards to go. They are down by six. There are now 12 seconds left. It is second down. So the Giants have some life. We will see 
what happens here. No update yet on my Twitter feed, uh, by the way, about Jordan Lewis. Um, so we'll keep you posted there as well. Uh, now, Paul, thank you, says stock down Tony Romo bringing up the 2010 season with McCarthy's Super Bowl win. It is week seven. Now, I don't I don't I think this is the first time I've ever included a non-player or coach um, in the stock report. Stock down Tony Romo. I, I love Tony Romo. All right. We all love Tony Romo. Um, let's see here. Trevor Lawrence throw, going to the end zone again. Nope. Nothing. It's about to be third down. But Tony Romo, dude, let it go. Trayvon Diggs had the interception. I, I don't know if anybody, um, like, I know, I know some of you watched the game silently, or maybe you were at a restaurant or a bar or something, a watch party. Uh, maybe you had the Cowboys radio broadcast going for the game. If you were listening to the broadcast after the Trayvon Diggs interception, Tony Romo just would not let this go, despite not providing any evidence that, that Trayvon Diggs did not intercept the ball. He just completely and totally acted as if Trayvon Diggs did not deserve his interception. And then... Shortly after, when the Detroit Lions uh, were rightfully called short of the end zone, him and Jim Nance both went on and on and on about how Dan Campbell should have challenged the Jaguars going to the end zone once again. Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. Christian Kirk is about to be tackled at the one-yard line. Oh, my gosh. He really was tackled at the one-yard line. They have no timeouts. The New York Giants have won the game. The Giants now 6-1. and one on the season wow that was a really thrilling end i was not anticipating that christian kirk when you see this highlight uh, i appreciate you for prioritizing our show obviously above them christian kirk caught it with his body shout out terrence williams at the i mean the, seriously like at the one yard line and the giants defense just would not let him in man alive that was stressful uh really 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 um Really intense um, end of that game. Jaguars, um, not a great team. So, um, hey, the New York Giants are 6-1. and Woo-wee, this NFC East. Uh, Paul, thank you for the update for us. 6-0, 6-1, 5-2, 3-4, the NFC East right now. In case you uh, can't figure it out quickly, left to right, if you're watching this, that is the Philadelphia Eagles at 6-0, the New York Giants at 6-1, the Dallas Cowboys at 5-2, and, and, of course, the Washington Commanders at 3-4. and The Philadelphia Eagles are on bye this week. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys won, the Washington Commanders won, the New York Giants won. An undefeated week for the NFC East. Pretty um, pretty wild. But um, anyway, so Michael says Diggs did not have that interception. Ryan says Diggs absolutely did not catch the ball. Let's not be homers. I don't think this is being a homer at all. I have not seen a shred of evidence to support the fact that he did not have the interception. I understand it looks like a bobble, but I don't see anything that proves you have to reverse the call on field. His hands are beneath the ball. Um, my Twitter is at RJ Ochoa. My DMs are open. My Instagram is at RJ Ochoa. Email me, rj.ochoa.espionation.com. Prove to me that Trayvon Diggs did not intercept that ball. I don't know why Tony Romo wouldn't let that go. I don't know why he and Jim Nance were going on and on about Dan Campbell and the Lions being rightfully called short of the goal line before the fumble. Uh, by the way, speaking of the fumble, shout out, of course, stock up to Demarcus Lawrence, the forever underappreciated, the forever undervalued. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is amazing. I don't think we said it, but Trayvon Diggs is, of course, a stock up. Brees Hall with a big time touchdown for the New York Jets. I didn't see how that play began. That had to be like 60 yards at least um this is uh this is fun this is this is fun when the cowboys play at noon uh give us some stuff to uh to kind of bounce around and uh and have some fun with Brees hall is on my fantasy team i hope he's on yours um i hope you took the over whatever it was because man alive what a play by Brees hall one of the most talented running backs in the nfl right now rookie 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 wonder but anyway Stock up Trayvon Diggs. Um, Timothy, thank you for the, for the agreement. Says, I'm with you. Camera angles show no evidence that it wasn't a pick. And Diggs gets the benefit of the doubt. So chill out. I'm fine even saying, um, you know, hey, like, 
I don't know if that was an interception. I'm totally fine with, you know, Tony Romo and Jim Nance saying it once. And so I'm cool with that. But if you watch the game, if you watch the broadcast, they wouldn't let it go. Like the, the next drive for the Cowboys was a touchdown and they just would not let it go. They kept going on, on and on. And well, I don't know, man, that's a really big pivot point in this game. You know, what's going to happen? Dan Campbell, Lions fans are probably saying, let it go. You make one comment. All right, cool. But you don't have to harp on this forever and ever. Um, it's um, it's wild. Um, I don't know how long that Brees Hall touchdown was. If somebody can clue me in, um, but he already has two carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. So it had to have been very long. But anyway, um, so not a fan of Romo in this game. Stock down for me. Uh, John says, Diggs caught it. Romo and Jim Nance were wrong. That's all I'm saying. Like, if, if you've got some proof of it, I'm all ears. I'm all fine with it. But this, look, I love Tony Romo. All right. We all love Tony Romo. Um, this was not his best game as far as we've seen him at this point now. There were several years into his broadcasting career. Um, this is not this was not his best game as a Cowboys, you know, a commentator, obviously doing a Cowboys game for CBS. And the one thing I will say, if you did not watch it, um, if you're kind of like, well, I don't know what happened here. What, what ha- exactly happened? Archie Trayvon Diggs had an interception. And not only did the officials not review it, it's a turnover. So those are automatically subject to review. The officials did not feel the need to look at it. And New York did not feel the need to buzz in and say, hey, check this out, guys. This might not be an interception. So Tony Romo was acting like like it's, you know, unequivocally true that this was not an interception when literally nobody who's in charge of overseeing this agreed with him. So um, that's my thought. But Romo is still awesome. Just a, a stock down um, on this particular day. Anyway, Paul, thank you for the comments. A stock up McClay and the last three drafts. The only pushback I would give to this, Paul, and I'm not trying to be critical here, Nashawn Wright is still a healthy scratch. Jalen Tolbert's still a healthy scratch. I know the Cowboys have had a lot of third-round picks, but you cannot miss on top 100 picks this early on and have us act like you're just slam dunking out of the place. All right, so the, the fact that Nashawn, and we'll see, maybe Nashawn Wright will be called upon now. Obviously, we don't know exactly what's going to happen uh, with Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis, by the way, just now tweeted literally this second, how about him? That's all he said. How about him? So uh, how about him, uh, Jordan Lewis? How about you? Love you. Hope you're all right. Um, but uh, anyway, and by the way, Doxon says Gallimore was a scratch too. Another third round pick. All right, now that was a, a little bit longer ago, but still, I mean, you cannot be missing on these top 100 picks and have us act. Oh, by the way, Mark notes that Jalen Tolbert was not a scratch today. That's a fair point, but he has been a scratch a lot is my point. So it's just the fact that even if Nation Wright is active next week, the fact that, that they have chosen to make them inactive so many times is not a great look. Um, those are third round picks. I'm not sitting here like, you know, if Simi, I know Simi Pahoko is on injured reserve, but if Simi Pahoko was a healthy scratch, okay, cool. It's your fifth round pick. You cannot miss on your third round picks. Um, that's just, uh, the way I feel about it. I think that the chiefs just, I think Patrick Mahomes just threw an interception, uh, the afternoon games off to an interesting start. Paul says we have so much depth. I agree with you. I mean, the Cowboys defense is all sorts of deep. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, Musa says anyone to trade for inside defensive line. I don't think so. We just sat here and talked about, it. I mean, I really, um, I really don't know. Mr. Farrow comes in here. So here we go. Uh, the elite Pat just threw a pick. <laughs> oh, I thought this was going to be, uh, like a disagreement. Sorry, Mr. I, uh, you know, I jumped to conclusions. That's my bad, but thank you for the comment. Mr. Says the elite patching Mahomes just through interception, the same patching Mahomes who threw a game losing interception last week in a big game at home against the Buffalo Bills. Remember last week, everybody's like, oh, man, the Chiefs are underdogs. They'll never be able to get the Chiefs as home dogs ever again. Do it. Take them, blah, blah, blah. And they blew it. Patrick Mahomes blew it. That doesn't mean he sucks. He's still the best quarterback on earth. He just had a bad moment. Every quarterbacks have a bad moment. Uh, Mark says, RJ, you guys were right about the run defense. That is our weak point. It sucks to say, um, but it is – I don't feel like – 
I, I don't lose sleep over this, to be very clear. Um, but it is definitely weak. Now, there was no DeAndre Swift. We were kind of on the fence about that this week. But Jamal Williams, 15 carries, 79 yards, kind of the main workhorse for the Lions today. 5.3 yards a carry. And it did kind of feel like things were getting away from the Cowboys for a little bit, that Jamal was a part of that. Um, now, Musa says, hence the inside defensive line. I get that point, and I get that argument. Um, I just don't know that there's there's a trade to be made that's, like, worth it. I think that, you know, I – now we're, we're a week away from the buy, right? Let's see what, what Dan Quinn can kind of figure out. I I'm, I'm willing to provide that benefit of the doubt in seasons where I, or in when I, where I normally would not be willing to, I guess is the better way to, 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 you know, make those words sound like a complete sentence. Um, just, um, I, I trust them. I trust them to figure it out. I understand it's a weakness. You can't be perfect at everything. Um, so I trust Dan Quinn to take uh, the buy Mike McCarthy's standard across the hall thing and figure things out. Ron, the Don says, is Anthony Brown a stock down? I don't have him as a stock down, but I'm okay with it if you do. I still think he's perennially underrated. Tony Romo called out the really soft defense he was playing that led to the big-time conversion. Um, not the best um, game for Anthony Brown. Just, you know, but hey, it's okay. Again, Anthony Brown's been fine for the most part. Mr., by the way, uh, with a comment. Thank you, Mr. Says, by the way, that was my first comment while watching. Kind of new to this community. I've been enjoying the articles and discussion involved. Everybody, round of applause for Mr. Mr., go ahead and comment some more. We love you. Thank you for hanging out with us. I say this all the time, people. I just cannot believe that you all choose to make us a blog and the boys a part of your Dallas Cowboys fan experience. That is the sickest thing in the world to me. We take it very seriously. We work very hard, our entire staff to make sure you have the best articles, podcasts, videos, social things to read. Uh, we all love this team. And so we all want to share in that experience together. The fact that you make us just a, a sector of the ride for you um, is very cool. So thank you uh, for, for making us a part of your Cowboys fan experience. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mihanur Rahman, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, says, Arjun, we need some depth in the offensive line. Not the best Tyler Smith game, and the 49ers have scored, but there is a flag. Um, not the best Tyler Smith game. Um, I'm a little worried, right, about that, but, you know, Jason Peters is coming along, right, so you kind of figure, hey, he's, you know, you're seemingly going to have him as a part of the normal standard group sooner rather than later, and I'm not willing to believe, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I'm not willing to believe that Tyron Smith is coming back to the Cowboys this season. But we are seemingly closer to that than, than we were. We're, we're almost—we have one game left in the month of October, and the Cowboys are very likely going to be six and two. So that opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, so I agree. You know, the things aren't great, but they do kind of have reinforcements coming back. Because I, I sound like Stephen Jones now. We like our guys. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, five and two will do that to you. Doxon Seven says trade for DJ Moore. The wide receiver court needs help. Zach says, am I the only one who feels that we are weak at wide receiver? The one thing I will say is of all the bets that the Cowboys made this season, um, obviously they made a really bad bet at left tackle, but they hit, right? Like sometimes you hit on 19. Whoa, what are you doing? Boom, there's the two, right? You're solid. You know, way to go. 21, get your chips, walk away. Um, so the Cowboys did hit well. Um, at left tackle for now, although we're sitting here talking about, right, how the offensive line needs some work. Again, I think for the most part, we're satisfied with Tyler Smith as a rookie. However, um, the bet that has not hit yet really in as far as like consistency is concerned is CD lamb. Right. And we knew that Michael Gallup, I saw a comment right now that's give Michael Gallup time. I'm totally fine. Giving Michael Gallup time. Dude's coming back from a torn ACL, right? That obviously is a difficult thing, but at this point and CD lambs, you know, his stat line reads, I think, better than what this ultimately was. Uh, finished, had four catches for 70 yards. That sounds awesome, right? Like, oh, cool. CeeDee Lamb had had four catches for 70 yards. 
I don't think they felt that way. Um, and, and that's that's the bet that they lost, at least so far, because they banked on CeeDee Lamb becoming this alpha. And we have seen alpha moments, right? Again, this goes back to like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be one truth or the other truth. We have seen him be the alpha at times. Um, now, to be fair, um, this was his second game with Dak Prescott this season. CD has really kind of had a rough go as far as his career in Dallas. It, we, you know, with his, it's unfortunate for him that that's when Dak Prescott's injuries kind of started out missing time uh, in every single season of CD Lamb's career. And so I'm willing to still believe, but yeah, like I'm not saying like DJ Moore is such a like a, a leap as far as the potential solution. I don't think you have to go that far, but the Cowboys certainly do need some help at wide receiver. I think they would tell you, they will tell us that James Washington's coming back. Watch out. I'm not trying to be mean again, but I'm not exactly getting excited about James Washington. I don't think that that's the fix. Brian rail. Thank you for the super chats is at this point, I'd be okay with exploring Odell Beckham jr. We're getting close to that as well. Um, F kit crutch though, says keep OBJ away from this team and the circus that comes with him. We have enough of a circus as this. Um, F kit crutch says, I still don't think he deserves a number 88 for what it's worth. CD didn't even want number 88. I hate that. This is like not to bag on you F kit, but CD wanted number 10. That was what he said. He told one to the fan the night he was drafted. He was given 88 sort of by force. Um, so I'm, I don't, I mean, like, I don't think that's a fair, like, I don't think that's any sort of diss um, to throw at CD Lamb is my point. Mark says the play calling was bad. Too much Boise State kind of trickery. More pass protection calls take what they give us. Seriously, you ever try to like, um, you ever try to like make sushi, right? Like we all love sushi, right? But like, it's super complicated, right? Like you, it takes forever and you got to do all the like tiny little things and it's like a mess in your kitchen and then it's gone in like five minutes, right? Like sometimes, you know what? Throw the chicken in the oven, you know, just go play the hits. You know what I mean? Like play the hits, Kellen. We don't need this fancy dance or, you know, whatever razzle dazzle stuff. Uh, so chill out, Kellen Moore. Thank you for the super chat. Daryl Baker says our weakest point is still Kellen Moore. Scary because when our team is, they don't change that hope. It doesn't bite us in a first round exit. I agree with you. Uh, put I got another bot here. We put that user in timeout. Um, Alex Storm says CD isn't, isn't a true number one. He's a super dynamic slot man. It's tough. Um, tough. Joseph uh, says, just joined in. 52 yards from my boy Turpin. I don't care if he didn't score. RJ stock up on Turpin. He put us in a great position. Not his fault we didn't score. Joseph, I agree with you entirely. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be like, you're late, so shame on you. But we did talk about this. We did have a, a stock up for Cavante Turpin. Speaking of stocks, uh, let's get back here. So we went through already stock ups for Zeke Elliott, Sam Williams, Micah Parsons, the aforementioned Cavante Turpin, Dak Prescott. Did we talk about Dak Prescott? If it was an obvious stock up, I mean, dude, I mean, whatever. I don't care. All these people are going to be like, he sucks, blah, blah, blah. No, stock up for Dak Prescott. Tony Pollard, Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis. Demarcus Lawrence, Dalton Schultz. We talked about stock down, Noah Brown, Kellen Moore, Tony Romo. Um, those are all the stocks. Make sure to read my stock report at blogontheboys.com. I do make a little graphic of it at, uh, on Instagram as well. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mr. By the way, says, I hate sushi. Hey, you know what? Not for everybody. But anyway, uh, FK Crutch says we should use Turpin more on offense. I agree. We all agree. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, Cowboys remaining schedule. The five and two Dallas Cowboys. All right, five and two Dallas Cowboys. I would like you all to tell me what's the next loss on the Cowboys schedule. We haven't we haven't asked this question this way. What is the next loss for the Dallas Cowboys? All right, they host the Chicago Bears next week, who are really bad and who play on Monday Night Football, so they have a short week, and that Monday Night Football game is on the road, and then they have to travel to play the Cowboys. That's really kind of unfair to the Bears, if I'm being totally honest. That sucks. Um, but oh well. Anyway, uh, this is, by the way, a rough game for me and my house. My dog, his name is Bear. 
going to be pissed off this week. All right. You know, it's, it's a tough week. Lots of tension in our household. Uh, but anyway, uh, Musa says Minnesota is the next loss. So you've got two more. You got the Cowboys getting to seven and two before uh they uh they ultimately fall again um let's see here um oh my gosh you're getting a lot of comments here brian says the texans lots of confidence here musa says or green bay calvin says green bay or minnesota kenneth cook goes one week after that the giants on thanksgiving day nick is feeling confident says none calvin says both away games uh ron Don says minnesota kevin says if we don't lose to minnesota we win out uh wayne says that green bay william says minnesota um Ron says it would be a real Cowboys move to lose to the Bears. Ron Dodon says, I am not buying the Packers right now. Totally with you, Ron, but we are scarred. All right. I am not going to feel confident that week, no matter what. Kenneth Cook says Thanksgiving against the Giants. Uh, Sanusi's opinion and thoughts is possibly Minnesota is the next loss. I think that's fair. I think we're all kind of uh, in the mix here. Uh, Paul, think of the super chat says next loss. I don't know. Questionable games, green Bay, Minnesota, New York giants, Philadelphia, Tennessee. I love this comment, by the way, it says, I think we win three of them at least, and maybe lose one of the others. Uh, so Paul, I'm gonna put this comment back up in a minute. Paul is, is not necessarily predicting the next loss, but noting which games are questionable. I think we all agree. The Cowboys should have their way with the bears. They should have their way conceivably, um, with the Colts, with the Texans, with the Jaguars, and with the commanders at the end of the season. So Paul has mentioned the games that are questionable. So we're talking about a five and two team here. All right. And the games that Paul has listed out, uh, three of them are on the road, green Bay, Minnesota, and then Tennessee in the penultimate week of the regular season. But the New York giants on Thanksgiving day and the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas Eve, some holiday stuff going on here, um, are both home contests. So even if we call all of these games, um, losses for the Cowboys, right? Like, and I don't think that's fair, uh, but we're talking about five games here, right? Because there, there's five questionable ones remaining. That would be seven losses at worst. Uh, there's no way they lose all five of these, right? Um, say they lose two of them, right? Like we're talking about now, like a four loss team. This is a playoff team. You can now start believing. I don't know who's going to win this NFC East. All right? It's crazy, obviously, but this is a playoff team, especially in the down NFC, the down NFL as a whole that we are currently living and operating in. The Dallas Cowboys are going to go to the playoffs in back-to-back years for the first first time since 2006 and 2007 as uh, Geno Smith throws a touchdown to Marquise Goodwin, the Seattle Seahawks up now. They were underdogs as well this week, so uh, we'll see how that works. But it's... um. It's a good time. Dak Prescott at the podium right now. A tweet from Yahoo's Jory Epstein says, uh, Dak's quote, don't try to do too much. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, good for you, Dak. That's the thing. People are going to bag on Dak like, oh my gosh, you didn't throw a million touchdowns. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Paul says the number one seed goes to the winner of Dallas and Philadelphia. It's kind of hard not to feel that way right now. I do think a lot of you were afraid of Minnesota. I'm not trying to be this guy, but I was high on Minnesota before the season began. Their schedule is easy. They have a really efficient offense. I mean, the Vikings are definitely for real. Um, you need to watch out for them. We all need to watch out for them. Um, so, you know, I don't know. But I think right now I'm willing to say the one seed belongs to Philadelphia or Dallas if they somehow managed to pull off the division or Minnesota. Um, closing thoughts here. It was a bit bumpy, but this was a very positive step for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> If you are, uh, by the way, Kevin says that the 49ers are all over the elite Mahomes right now. Same 49ers that people trashed the Cowboys for losing to in the playoffs. They should have been trashed. I mean, they were exposed, and that was not a great game for the Cowboys. But, yeah, it's almost like football's hard, and you can't be an elite quarterback every moment of every single game. But um, I don't know how you can be upset if you're a Cowboys fan. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I understand if you're saying I want more, I expect more. I don't want these little bumps in the road. I'm totally with you, but that, that is not like a, a realistic way of looking at this. You, you don't have fair expectations and you're only going to drive yourself mad. I mean, there are going to be down moments. There are going to be down quarters. There are going to be calls. We have a, a couple of bots here. Let me get these out, out of here. Uh, we got two at the same time. It's starting to get creative here. Um, FKit Crutch says, I'm disappointed, not upset. Why? Like, I, I mean, I, I would love to hear what like what justification there is for being disappointed when you contextualize what happened here because a lot of people are are oversimplifying this and saying well the Cowboys couldn't do anything against the worst events in the NFL okay cool that's fair I, I guess in a in a black and white world but they couldn't do anything with the quarterback who just had hand surgery a month and, and change ago who's playing his first full complete game of the season right like that context is necessary. You can't just sit here and say, man, you know, this Detroit defense sucks, blah, 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 this and that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, like that is important to, to note. That is an important piece of context to add to the discussion that the Cowboys are kind of still figuring themselves out. They are clearly not the full version of who they intend to be. And, and that is an exciting thing. The fact that they could win and have some, um, you know, positive steps you know, while still figuring this out is as I love this comment from James says it's a good momentum boost. It is. It's a massive. This is huge. This this is a huge, you know, people talk so much about like um, like in week one when a player is coming back from an injury where they were hurt, like like Dak last year. It's like, man, he got his first hit out of the way. Betty feels better. He got hit for the first time. They they took some hits. They had some bad moments. They were able to overcome and they were able to move, you know, on offense at different times in this game. There are a lot of reasons to feel incredibly great. Brian says Dak gets a pass for this game, but if he doesn't show improvement next week, it will be really concerning. We may need to be a run first team with this defense. Um, I think that's still a little bit more than I'm willing to say. I think that Zach Wilson, by the way, just threw a pick six. Um, no, he fumbled and it was returned for a touchdown by the Denver defense. Not a great moment for Zach Wilson, but I think you've got to, you've got to feel really, really, really good. If you, um, if you are um, if you're a Cowboys fan, uh, Doxon Seven says it's Dak's first game back. It'll get better. We scored thirty plus. We I'm sorry. We will score thirty plus on the Bears next week. Um, yeah. James says offense wins games, defense wins championships. Ryan says Dallas is in every game for four reasons: the defense, of course, Brian Anger, Brad Maher, and Kevontae Turpin. All those help with field position. It's been a really team uh, sort of season so far for the Cowboys, and that's really fun. I think that the Chiefs would have scored a touchdown if not for a penalty right now. So we'll see what happens here. There's a lot going on, obviously, in the NFL today. Uh, so we'll let you get out of here uh, and enjoy it. But the Cowboys are 5-2. and two. You should feel great about it. If you have not yet, please like this video. Please subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. If you're a podcast listener, please subscribe to our podcast network. We have shows that come out every single day. We have multiple shows that come out every single day. If you like me and my takes on things, my takes on the NFL, I know a lot of you disagree. Uh, every Monday, you can hear me on the SB Nation NFL show talking all things NFL. It's a different podcast feed. Uh, you can hear me Mondays and Fridays over there. Mondays, recapping games. Fridays, previewing games. On Tuesdays, you can hear me on the Blog and the Boys podcast network and on our YouTube channel on our live roundtable shows. Those are at 7 p.m. Central Time on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, you can listen to the NFC East mixtape, which we already talked about. And on Thursdays, Thursdays, you can listen to me on my own show, The Ocho, which is also presented to you by Righteous Felon. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Look at all this jerky. 
I mean, you can't tell me that you don't want some beef jerky in your life. This is the most delicious beef jerky in the world. I will put it up against anybody else's beef jerky. I don't care who you are. I will bring mine. I will challenge you, and I will win. All right. Dub. Dub for the Dallas Cowboys and incoming dub for the Houston Astros. All right, people, I love you all. The Dallas Cowboys are 5-2. and two. Let's do this whole thing again next week. Let's have a great time. I hope you have the best week. I hope you eat great food. I hope you find a $100 bill on the floor, and I hope that the episode of the show that you're waiting to watch is epic and there's an amazing twist, and it's just incredible television or like a moment in cinematic history. And I hope all that happens to you because you are wonderful. You deserve it, and I love you. My name is RJ Cho. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Cho. but somebody took that on TikTok. So it's got to be rj.ocho over there, whatever. You can email me rj.ocho at spnation.com or you can leave a comment down below. We'll get to those also. Have a great day and enjoy life. Tomorrow, Victory Polo Monday. Tag me in your photos. We love you all. Thanks for hanging out. Go Cowboys. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.